Welcome to Fear Me, a podcast about The Walking Dead. Fear Me. Hey, I'm Kim. This is Stuart. I'm Scott. And thank you for joining us for episode 20, where we're going to recap The Walking Dead season 6 episode 11 called knots untie <gasps> episode 20 whoop, whoop. Yeah, how about that yeah. we, we stuck around for 20 episodes <laughs> and we haven't bored ourselves to death yet <laughs> we might have bored everybody else to death but we're still having fun and that's all that matters exactly <laughs> <laughs> So this is a milestone. So we're very excited. So I wonder where we'll be when episode 40 rolls around. I guess Fear the Walking Dead will be on by then. I would hope so. What? I'm ready for it. In the world was that? Sorry, hold on. That was someone shooting off fireworks. Okay. Because the dog just went nuts. (laughs) The dog sounds awesome. (laughs) You gotta use that on the broadcast. It's awesome. Sounds like the wolves are going nuts. Holy cow, man! That was cool. (laughs) That scared me to death. I think Rogue. I think Rogue's mad that we we keep doing this every week. Yeah. Why? Episode twenty. Whatever. Get over it, Rogue. Seriously. Okay. <laughs> if you hear, yeah. if you hear that huffing in the background, that's the dog. Yes. Um, I don't know about you guys, but I'm I am actually really looking forward to Fear coming back. You are? Yeah. I'm shocked. Why? I am. I'm getting kind of excited. I don't know. I don't know. I think it's because it's to me it's more ours. Oh yes, because we you know, our podcast was started for Fear. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm I'm excited about getting back to that. Yeah, I'm actually looking forward to uh, rewatching them again, to be mm-hmm. honest. Uh, and I watched a good bit of that one, although it was on kind of late. But I, late. I rewatched um, the episode one again, and yeah, I mean it was it was a lot better than what I remembered actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So I yeah I'm looking forward to reseeing those, reviewing those, and then going on to uh, the new stuff and see what happens. Well, the new teaser sound looks pretty exciting. Mm-hmm. I agree. Looks like some fun uh, fun stuff coming up this season. Yeah, they just released Teaser 2. I mm-hmm. think it was over the weekend or maybe late last week. But it's showing more and more of walkers underneath the water emerging mm-hmm. from the ocean. Oh, that's so right. So if they can keep that up, then I will be a fan. Yeah, because it tells me also that they got back to land again. <laughs> I just yes. don't want them sitting on a boat the whole season. <laughs> and they're just going to be in a glass bottom boat. And they're just going to be yeah, looking exactly. at walkers underneath. Look at that one. He's kind of mushy looking. That would be kind of cool. Yes, well. It wouldn't last very long, but that would be neat. No. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you could see them like disintegrating and the fish just chomping away at their faces and stuff. Oh, God. That is. Oh, that's gross. But that's. Don't right. tell me that's gross. We've seen worse. Yeah, we have. <laughs> Um, did you watch the flight 462? I did, I did. That one didn't that was have as much. Kind of boring. It. Didn't really take us anywhere. No, no. Do got to find out what the how the uh, how the the army jacket chick knows about it. Yeah, I think the most stressful part of that one was seeing the occupied sign up because that's like yes. the worst feeling when you're on a plane and you have to go to the bathroom and that sign just stays lit. Yeah. Continuously. Think about it. I mean, if these people start changing, they're sticking them in all the bathrooms. 
Mm-hmm. There's not going to be any bathrooms left. No. no. Oh, my goodness. You talk about a tragedy. Someone's going to have to land that plane. All you'll have is the galley kitchen sink. Ooh, I don't think so. <laughs> That's against <laughs> FAA rules, Stuart. <laughs> So what did you guys think of this episode of The Walking Dead? Which episode was it? What's it called? What's the title? Should we talk Knots about that? Knots Untie. Yeah. Knots Untie. Yeah. So what, what do, you, do you think that means? Stuart. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, uh, well, I mean, we could, I don't know. I want to get into it too much until we start talking about the episode a little bit more. Okay. Because I think it's, it's dealing with the, the meat of what happened. Yeah. Or if, I mean, uh, the obvious thing is the start when... Jesus gets loose. Mm-hmm. If you want yeah. to start there, um, you know, because he finally gets free, and then he is their key to um, opening up their eyes to this whole new civilization that they didn't know was ex- existed. Mm-hmm. You know, I did thought think it was interesting that um, he picked a real interesting time to wake them up. <laughs> I mean, you know, he's he's been running around town evidently all night long. So uh, why did he have to wake them up? Why not just sit in the kitchen, have a cup of coffee, and wait? <laughs> That's true. He did say he was he was talking about how he was scouting out everything they got and what mm-hmm. they don't got. Um, I don't, yeah, well, I mean, it's their most vulnerable time right there. Well, that's true. Mm-hmm. So he's yep. got them with their pants down, literally. Dun, dun. So did you like this episode, though? Um. Yeah, I thought it was okay. Um. It had its it had its good points. I I'm I'm having a hard time getting into the uh, Abraham Sasha uh, Rosita storyline. Mm-hmm. I just I don't see where they would be so attracted to that guy. Oh, I know. He's like a monster. <laughs> well, they kind of it kind of got broken up right at the beginning there. I mean, that was well. Yeah, let me ask. Let's let's talk about that first scene. The first scene with Sasha and Abraham talking. What what was because uh, I may have I may not have understood quite what was going on there. But why did Sasha change her shift? I think I think Sasha, you know, she's still trying to get over Bob. He didn't mm-hmm. die that long ago, you know, and she's still trying to get over her brother's death and everything else that's going on. So I think she's still a bit uncomfortable with this whole abraham thing and she seemed pretty aloof when he was talking to her but you could tell in her eyes that she was kind of like yeah like you're cool and all but i'm not ready to go there yet so it's more of a space thing i think it is i think she just needs time to be by herself and figure stuff out do you think there's a chance that it may have something to do with she recognizes maybe something's happening between them and she knows about rosita so maybe well, she's I'm sure backing that has off. a big part about it, yeah. Yeah, but I mean that she's backing off. Yeah. She's like, you know, this isn't right. You go back to Rosita. Well, I, I, I think that she, if I were in her, in her situation, I would not want to be in a triangle like that, knowing that Rosita is all over Abraham and all about him. And up until this point, Abraham has been the same way about Rosita. And Sasha's been dealing with her own thing. And to get in the middle of something like this, in the middle of the apocalypse, I mean, when all this crap is going on in Alexandria, nobody wants any of that. Nobody's got time for that. So she's trying to back off a little bit, I think. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. Um, 
Which, I, so, yeah, the queer look she gave him was kind of like, you know, I'm stepping away from this a little bit, maybe. Yeah. Well, and he's kind of created some uncomfortable situations where they've been together anyways. Like, especially when they were leading the walkers that one time. Mm-hmm. And he mm-hmm. jumped out and he ran into the forest and got back in the car. And she was just kind of like, all right, whatever. Yeah, she, you know, you're right. Because she actually was going through a period where she thought he was trying to kill himself. Right, exactly. He was he was, he, so he was totally losing it. Right, and then that's that's part of the knots untie that I got out of this. This whole episode is about Abraham trying to figure out his heart. And he is hmm. untying that connection that he has with Rosita and realizing that he does have feelings for Sasha. And he is also starting to realize that there is more to life. Well, there's more to life, basically. That there is hope in that Maggie and Glenn are now having a baby. They've met this new community. Like, all these things are happening in this episode to to make Abraham realize that there is a reason for him to go on. Because I think up until this point, Rosita has been just a hot piece of ass. Like, I don't think... Well, and everything's been... I don't think he's had any been connection for the moment, to too. Yeah, he's been totally in the moment. Right, and, and it's obvious that he, throughout the episode, he was kind of testing people's limits on their on their relationships. Yeah. You know, talking to them and trying to, I guess, goad them to tell him if they're really worth it or not. Mm-hmm. Well, I, your point's good, though, Ken, because I didn't even pull that out of that, but... Um... Even when he's talking to Glenn later on, it's it's that exact same thing because Glenn's trying to you know talk to him about well we're trying to build something, and he's and Abraham looks totally confused. Mm-hmm. I mean he's sort of getting it. I mean he's slowly getting it, but he's like he doesn't get it till the end of the episode when they're um, passing around the sonogram. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, you know, and you're Kim. I I, I see your point too in that. Um, I guess. Like you're saying, Rosita kind of represents his his uh, release, sexual release time, mm-hmm. and Sasha represents more of a future to him. Exactly. Yep. So I think the thing that you have to keep in mind is that all these characters, in a way, they are all still recovering from the prison, from what happened at Terminus. Like that hasn't there. We haven't had that much time between all of those instances. And so a lot of them are still trying to overcome everything that's happened in the past, in the last year, I guess you could say. Um, And they're just now, now that they're at Alexandria, things are starting to calm down again, and they're starting to feel at home again. They are now able to actually think about the future and have hope. Yeah. So let's let's turn around and go to war. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, we'll I'll, we'll get into that too. That's uh, that is a uh, that's a whole weird yeah that side, side thing. But yeah. uh, Abraham is since we're talking about him, they they spent a lot of time with him and his character and his one liners, mm-hmm. and it's he's a lot to try and decipher. He's <laughs> yeah. hilarious, but I don't know. I don't know what what was your feeling about how much um, dialogue they gave him. He had some awesome lines. Scraping our sacks in the sandbox. That was one of my favorites. Yes. Uh, yeah. The whole the, that was the camel. Yeah. Yeah. Pumping buglies. And even just calling Maggie's baby her pup, Maggie's pup, at the mm-hmm. very beginning. That was well. Fun. He wouldn't. He the guy doesn't use a straight sentence. No. Mm. 
I mean, he, even, you know, when he was questioning Glenn, there was not one sentence in there that just said, well, why did you bring the baby around? <laughs> Maybe that's why Sasha's uncomfortable, because she can't focus on what's going on. It's really hard to understand what he's talking about sometimes. Mm-hmm. He and Eugene, they talk in this, like, weird redneck analogy language. It's like in circles, yeah, exactly. too. Where it's like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> everything's like, colder than a witch's titty in a brass bra in January. And it's like, what does exactly. that mean? <laughs> Say that again. You're damn That's cold. a hell of a visual. That's a hell of a visual. I know, um, but there's like 40 words for trying to say one thing, and you're like, what is the point? Like, it, just Glenn's face when he's talking about the uh, porn bisquick. Yeah. <laughs> Glenn's like, uh, yeah, uh, no, no. A <laughs> little more information, please. Exactly. Uh, I think... Th- I think it was good. I mean, I like I like hearing his one-liners because he's got some of the best in the entire series, him and Eugene. And I think it was good to kind of focus on him this time. And we don't need an entire backstory. We've already gotten some of his backstory in previous episodes. So we don't need an entire episode dedicated to Abraham. So having these little snippets here and there, that's just perfect. Well, it seemed, I, I don't know. I felt like this was an episode dedicated to Abraham. Yeah. I mean, sure, you have the other storyline going on, but he was the feature character. Yeah, but it wasn't like the whole um, um, Morgan one where he no. met the cheesemaker. No, no, no. You exactly, know, it's not, nothing exactly. like that. And we don't need that. No. But it was definitely focusing on his character. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. trying to uh, show some more development in, in where he's going. Or, you know, just uh, like we were saying before. You know, he's he's getting these clues that everybody else has uh, something for the future, and yet he hadn't been looking at that at all. He's just been in the moment the entire time. So, right. Which I think we it, they kind of had a, a little bit of a development story with him on that on uh, the first half of the season, but I don't remember which episode that was. What part about it? Just, just talking about um, Abraham just always living in the moment. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. I think they kind of they've had delved into that storyline before, but I don't remember which episode it was in. Well, he, you know, of course, and then his his backstory is that for a long time he was actually out of his mind. Remember after he's lost lost his wife and so yep. forth. Yeah. Yep. He was kind of living from fight to fight. Well, maybe that was when they were doing it when they were they were uh, dealing with him and uh, Sasha, that same one I was talking about. That one where he ends up sitting on the porch and he's looking at the ring. His Deanna's, right. Oh, uh, after husband's what's ring. his face died. Yeah. Um, Deanna's husband. Reg. Yeah. Good job, Scott. Thank mm-hmm. you. But there was there was an episode though. Um, I guess the first season we saw him. About remember where he was in the town by himself. It's when he met Eugene. Yeah. Yep. Remember the one we very the very first time he met yeah, Eugene. Yeah, and his wife and kids got killed. Yeah, right, mm-hmm. right, right. Yeah. Well, that's where, that's where he was a madman. Yep. That's where he said, I respect your hair game. Yes, yes. No, that's right. That's great good. line. Now that's a good line. <laughs> well, then there was the other time when Eugene revealed that he was lying about the whole government conspiracy yes. thing and being the government being able to help and all that stuff. So, um, And he went into shutdown mode after popping exactly, Eugene. Exactly. So, so he's got a history of... Uh, Wigging out. He does. He's got issues. And and we know that he relies on the bottle a little bit too much. And What's too much? Uh, a lot. I don't know what you're <laughs> talking about. Hmm. 
He's a one-man army. He is. Mm-hmm. I, and he's evidently got a serious amount of red hair dye with him. Yes. yes. Kool-Aid. Yep, no doubt. Or he just eats a lot of shrimp and strawberries. Understand. Uh-oh. <laughs> What's Siri talking about? She was looking up red hair dye for me. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea why. You crazy, crazy little chicky poo. I think that's what all our listeners are saying. Yes, yes, this probably has. <laughs> I think there's, there's this. I don't this, understand. There's some need of editing here. Um, <laughs> wow. From the get-go. <laughs> All right, good oh, stuff. Oh, that's good. So, Kim, what did you think about that scene when, when they all showed up and uh, Carl pulled the gun on Jesus? See, now I really like that scene. <laughs> did you? What about it? Um, That's when everybody realized that... Rick and Michonne were bumping uglies. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's very true. And and everybody looks shocked on shocked on the stairwell. And too. Jesus says, mm-hmm. "What do you say? Uh, I told your mom and dad to get dressed." And Carl looks at him like, "No, no." He says, "Yeah." Carl's like, "What are you doing here?" He says, "I'm sitting on the stairs waiting for your mom and dad to get yeah. dressed." And Carl looks at him like, "What? What'd you just say? Yeah. My mom?" And then when they come running up, half half-dressed Carl really looks confused (laughs) yeah that was classic that was awesome (laughs) either that or he was looking for his hat (laughs) but I thought it was really good or great that um when they all have that discussion around the table Carl is sitting there so it's like they finally respect Carl as well Mm -hmm. respect Mm -hmm. him enough that he's able to sit in on the adult conversations and, of course, Jesus tells us, your world is about to get a lot bigger. And it's like, okay, wow. I think I think that's really happened with Carl. I mean, Carl was also in, you know, when they were talking about heading up to Hilltop. His dad was just assuming he was coming along. Yep. One of exactly. The yep. That's true. And Carl says, I mean, he makes the more adult decision and says, no, someone needs to stay back and protect everybody. Which tells me maybe there's something bad is going to happen while they're away because they need Carl to protect them. Yeah, but them. they sent... I don't think you bring up a line like that without something happening. I actually put that in my notes. They actually sent all the best shooters away, left Carl, Sasha... Carol. Carol. Oh, that's right. We forgot about Carol. And Morgan. And he's uh-huh. not even a shooter. Um, left those people behind. What are they thinking? Well, shoot, Carol killed all the wolves when they attacked that one time, so... And she did some she did some real work on Terminus people, right? That's true. That's true. Yeah, she can she can handle it. And at the same time, she can bake a souffle. And a cookie. Hey, we found out I she did l- baked. I know, isn't that sweet? <laughs> yeah. After we give up on our baking stuff. Finally! <laughs> Yay, Carol. Good God. I wonder when Thank she had you, time Carol. to do that. I don't know. I don't know, but Jesus was very appreciative yes yes he was just think of what she could have done with that pasta maker i know did you go back and look at that no i didn't i I took your word for it maybe that's a bad idea (laughs) (laughs) so okay what i was talking about before though they finally they're on their their trip out to see the hilltop folks and then that's when abraham started gives that crazy quote to glenn Mm -hmm. what was it um, when you were pouring oh, the bisquick, uh, were you trying to make pancakes? That's right. <laughs> hey, and by the way, that was the RV that Rick 
had to escape. Yeah, from. I saw the bullet holes on the side. Yeah, the oh. bullet holes, and but the bullet holes in the dashboard too. Oh, I didn't see that. Because that was the first thing I was thinking was, well, they had to fix the dashboard. That's what killed the thing to begin with. I mean, one of the times when he's sitting there, you can see two bullet holes in the dashboard. Mm. Cool. I didn't even notice that. I did not pick up on that at all. Good one. And I didn't notice the original bullet hole holes until I watched it the second time. Yeah. Because I was looking for it. Yeah. Anyway, nice touch. It is. It is. I did think it was a little weird, though, when they pulled up on that wreck. How um, Rick, like, pulls over because there's a wreck. But then Jesus is like, oh, that's my people. I mean, it seemed like, I don't know. It was, it was a weird kind of disconnect because it was in the in the writing. Well, Jesus can recognize his people's cars by the undersides, evidently. Yeah, yeah. well, and then the, the other side, the other part of it is there's no other cars. So why are you pulling off the road? Mm-hmm. Who are you getting out of the way of? <laughs> That's a good Well, point. just leave your car so you can keep going. Yeah, yeah. That's, That's a good funny. point. <laughs> I guess it's old habits, you know. Yeah, well, they, yeah, they ran over a bunch of zombies there. That it's... zombie sticking out of the bottom of the <laughs> the truck was awesome. Yeah, it was. Well, better yet, I'd like to know why they wrecked. Was there well, they hit the zombies. I think. I think they hit the zombies. That's why that one was in the fender. Oh, I thought those were their people that were dead. No, no, no. Okay. I think they hit zombies that were on the road, and they wiped out. <sighs> Right, and that's why all that, that gore was on the road, because it dragged the zombies right, 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 right. the road. Oh, that explains it. Okay. <laughs> but they go in the building, and they're like, all right, everybody split up and scatter. <laughs> no. <laughs> everybody get, the, everybody pick the a room. <laughs> I, no, no, that's my room. You go in another one. I totally thought that one guy was a zombie when Abraham almost yes. killed him, by the way. Yep, yep. Exactly. Uh, so did Abraham. Yep. Boy, that dude freaked out, too. Yes, he did. He probably should have yeah. killed him. What was his like deal, though, eating. about his wife? I, I, so much. Uh, he had a vision. He was yes. near death. I guess so. He had a vision of his wife. And his wife had red hair <laughs> and a mustache. That's right. It was very, very much a brute. Mm-hmm. But I think it, it, that's the moment <laughs> when Abraham kind of snapped, basically, and was like, shit. Like, I just almost killed this guy. Yep. And I need, to, I need to tone it down a bit, dial it back. And reevaluate before I make a hasty move again. Well, but you couldn't blame them. I mean, they're in a they're in a darkened building full of uh, zombies, and this dude comes stumbling out of a room. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it wasn't oh no, like I would have done the same thing. Yeah, I wouldn't have stopped myself. Yeah, she almost killed me when I went, got up to go to the bathroom the other night. I'll bet. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, no. You Kim almost killed. Who was it? Um, God, it was Aiden. <laughs> Your <he>, son. <laughs> yeah. She woke up and she's like, "Oh my God!" Like grabbed me because he was standing right next to the side of the bed. Didn't say anything. She just woke up and he's like right in her face. Well, little kids are bad about that. Yeah, they are. <laughs> they oh, always yeah. do that. Oh, Mommy? my son did it on several occasions. <laughs> he did it one time after he cut his own hair. Oh. Oh. And he was holding all his hair in his hands. He cut it with the safety scissors. Oh. Nice. <laughs> I thought the kid, I thought his hair was falling out. <laughs> Freaked out. That's good. And luckily it was picture day the next day. Yeah. Oh, that's even better. Kieran did the exact same thing. Yeah. Anyway. It, we digress. We digest. But um, back to the story. So at this point, 
Jesus, I still didn't really trust Jesus a whole lot. Mm-hmm. I must say that the way that he seemed genuinely concerned when he saw the wreck kind of changed it for me because right. he had a real concerned look on his face about his people and was really worried about whether they had survived or not and made Rick pull over and all that stuff. And um, I think in that moment, we all kind of realized that he's more genuine than we originally thought. Yeah, his reaction was, um, you could tell it was uh, it was it was real because... Even when Rick, you know, he wasn't, he was scared for the folks and he wasn't processing things totally. Because mm-hmm. even when Rick, you know, said, you know, you got to stay out here, we'll go in. He didn't really react to it. Right. He was just more looking inside like, well, come on, let's go, you know. Yeah, I think he said this isn't fireworks again, is it? Right. You know, like some other mm-hmm. distraction. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So one of the characters that we meet is Dr. Carson. Mm-hmm. How lucky for Maggie that he just happened to be an OB. Yeah, I mean, almost as lucky as Rick coming upon the only camp in Georgia that had his wife and son in. Oh, I know. Mm. <laughs> good point. They have some really good luck going on there. Good point. Did you recognize that guy from Under the Dome? No. He was um, uh, the husband of the main female character. I can't yeah. remember her name. Oh. She was the one with the red hair, and he was the husband. Oh, the Peter? husband that came back or whatever? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was he? Yeah. Huh. I've been trying to forget Under the Dome. For You're talking about the doctor? Oh. Uh-huh. Yeah, Dr. Carson. Oh. Harlan oh, really? Carson. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, did, I don't think I really paid much attention to that guy, other than his couple lines to Maggie and uh, Glenn. Because mm-hmm. well, he kind of disappeared when they got into the hilltop community. He did, but he got him in the door. He had work to do on that guy. That's on true. Freddy. Yep. Um, but I think we gained as many characters with the whole Hilltop group mm-hmm. that we just lost in all the attacks on uh, Alexandria. Mm-hmm. So do you think that the two communities come together? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I do. Okay. I think they'll work together. Really? Well, I think I think Gregory is a dick. Yeah. Yeah. By the way. He is. And he's a total jerk. And the dude who played him did it perfectly. Yes. yes. Xander Berkeley. Yeah. Condescending as hell. That was great. Who was just on Salem, too, by the way. Was he? How about Magistrate that? Hale. He was awesome on that. Um, but yeah, I, I think that Jesus Jesus will probably step up to the plate and becoming become more and more involved as a leader. Mm-hmm. Because he seems like a leader right now anyways. Everybody at the Hilltop community seems to answer to him and come to him whenever they have problems well he's definitely the guy that gets things done in that camp yeah um you know what's his name thinks he's the gregory Gregory thinks he's all that but uh you know jesus is kind of running around behind him taking care of stuff and rolling his eyes weren't they talking about that on the uh talking dead uh how jesus was um or not jesus gregory was kind of more of the face whereas jesus the one that's that's actually getting everything done yeah, well, it was obvious he was. I mean, he was the yep. one out recruiting. He's the one directing people, and he even jumped on those dudes on the gate. Well, he even said that to Rick, that Rick, he was the one that made the, made the decision that Rick and his crew could keep their guns. Right. And that he was allowing them to come in with their guns. Right. And that he would talk mm-hmm. to Greg about it later. Yeah, every time he was talking about discussing things with Greg or the people or whatever, he kept saying, well, it's going to be difficult, but I can make it happen. 
So. Yeah. It is curious that Greg didn't say anything about the fact that they were all standing there with their guns when he met him. Oh, good point. Well, yeah, it seemed like the only thing he was worried about was hygiene at that point. Yes, yes. Which was very a, weird. He's a what was that prick. about? Like, what was he trying to do? What kind of impression is he trying to give off? I, it, I, it was. It seemed like a control thing. It was. It was. A, it was very condescending. It was, you know, to tell them that they were not as civilized as he was. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, uh, you know, that that line about takes a lot to keep this place clean or something. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And that was right up in his face. And I loved I loved it when he when he told um, uh, Maggie that she needed to go talk to him. He said, you get clean first and then go talk to him. And she says, well, why not you? And he goes, I don't want to talk to him. <laughs> he says, I don't need to be talking to him. I think the whole feeling of the, the uh, hilltop settlement seemed like it was a lot more run down than what they had going on in alexandria and i guess it's because mm-hmm. alexandria is you know it's like a you know residential housing thing yeah but, it's a neighborhood yeah but when they come into here everybody seemed like they're wearing like gray dirty ass clothes and but it, I, I mean i guess it's because you know they're working in the fields or something because they, they well, it seemed like they had a lot less it seemed like it well, was a lot less i developed. agree and you know the whole place was was just dirt too that kind yeah. of yeah doesn't make it look so good. Do you think... I think that's the set of the old prison set. Is it? I think so. On the Raleigh Studios back lot. And where would that be, Kim? I love the female huts. In Sonoy, Georgia. In Sonoy, Georgia. Yes. <laughs> Near us. <laughs> uh, whatever. No, I was just noticing when I was watching it again, just how... Um, first of all, that house is beautiful. The Barrington house. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. But they constructed that entire set, right? Like that entire house, I mean, inside and out, from what it looked I like. I guess. It was gorgeous. Was it real on the outside? I mean, I don't know. It looked real. Now, this, you know, I could be totally off base, but there was something about the image when, when uh, Jesus was talking about the windows up on top and he's saying we could see for miles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Something about the way the image blended with the sky didn't look like it was quite real. Hmm. Well, but. they showed the blueprints on Talking Dead, and it had the house there, so I have mm-hmm. no idea. And it may be. That's a lot to construct. And, and the, they said that the um, blacksmith area was like a full working blacksmith oven, and that mm-hmm. somebody could just walk in right then and start making stuff. But So I would assume the rest mm-hmm. of it's Well, hopefully they didn't go to all that trouble just to have that one scene of that one guy, guy in the blacksmith. I know, I know. <laughs> But but like on the Talking Dead, they said it was had a colonial feel. It definitely had a colonial feel. I felt like I was in Williamsburg mm-hmm. again. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, okay, but I do have a sticking point. So when Rick and the crew were in the RV and they're driving, and all of a sudden you can hear the the mud and they get stuck in the mud, and Rick's like, yeah. "Oh, we're stuck. We can't go any further." And Jesus, dude, is like. It's okay, because we're here, and all of a sudden you look up and there's this huge wall. <laughs> like, did Rick not see that? Yeah. And it didn't Evidently click. not. Yeah, where was he driving to? Because that looked pretty <laughs> pim- primitive. <laughs> Let's just go down this muddy road and see yeah. what's down here. Ugh, now I'm not going to be able to drive right through that wall. Now, I'm sure Jesus told him to go there, but yeah. But there was a huge wall right in front of him. Of course he saw it. <laughs> that just... That was not weird. Only He's probably thinking, damn, another prison. No, and what he says is, uh, oh, it must have been a storm. Like he had been there before and it was better at some time. Uh-huh. Like, like <laughs> oh, there must have been a storm last time I was here. These roads were awesome. Yeah, exactly. Now it's all mud. Man, where the hell did that wall come from? 
<laughs> so. And when they're actually, I don't, I don't remember this, when they're outside there in, in the RV, I, I don't mean to be like too tedious about this, but can mm-hmm. you actually see the the big colonial building from outside no, the wall? No, you just see the wall. Uh-uh. Okay. Now, we don't right. know what part of the wall they're at. at that but they can there. see everything from that building. Yes, they can. But you can't see the well, building. Well, it was it no. was down wow, in a ditch. Weird. Unless it was at a different <laughs> angle a little bit. Yeah, it was down lower. Yeah, 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 whatever. It's on a hilltop behind That's the wall. That's why it's called a hilltop. So if the wall... I know, but you would see the building is what I'm and saying. they can see for miles no. and miles. I don't think so. It's magic. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Yeah, I mean, the hilltop really looked like, you know... Colonial or even like an old west mm-hmm. se- settlement needed some horses. Yeah, what I was thinking of was um, into the Badlands, especially mm-hmm. like with the music mm-hmm. they were playing. I was mm-hmm. like, oh man, I don't know. It felt shoving weird. it down your throat again that you had to watch that show. Yeah. <laughs> if you don't exactly. watch it after The Walking the Dead, Badlands. we'll put it in The Walking Dead. That's right. We're, we're actually going to write it directly into the plot. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that's true. I mean, really, are you kidding me? <laughs> wow. Well, because that whole show is about, you know, like the people trading between communities and uh-huh. all that kind of stuff. So so are our happy band of, of warriors setting themselves up for a hell of a fall? I don't know. That was weird to me that they were like, okay, well, let's go take on this Negan guy. We can take on anybody. They're like, setting themselves up. I mean, it's it's getting, that's, they're going to, they're going to, um, they're going to have some tragedy. Yeah, they are. Probably Glenn. I don't, you I don't know, think I, it's going to be Glenn. Yeah, I, I have do. to say, if I wasn't so connected to most of these characters, I'd be like, oh, hell yeah, let's go fight him. But I'm kind of right. like, damn, they're going to lose like half their people. Right, exactly. I know I that's mean, not going to probably happen, but it's just... It's like, but it just wow, seems odd bad. to me that that crowd is so <laughs> gung-ho that they they can take care of anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I think they're... they're they're acting like they're a little bit too big for their britches right now because they've had so many successes, but all of those successes came at a cost. And right, and it's definitely in the plot line that they're setting themselves up for. Yeah, a big I mean, Negan is somebody that they've never encountered before, mm-hmm. a, a type of person that they've never encountered before, and of course they don't know that, but we as right. the viewers know that. Mm-hmm. And um, or figure, you know. Yeah. So it makes me really worried. Yeah, I mean, the fact, though, that we really don't know anything about Negan and his people, yet they are gung-ho that they can go take care of things, tells me that, yeah, they've got some tragedies written into their uh, immediate future Yep. when they're dealing with Mag- Negan. Yeah, and, and they're saying all this before they even know what kind of person he is, how big mm-hmm. his group is, where he is, what kind of compound he's in. They know nothing about this man. Right. And... Like, I this still... is after they lost half their group to the zombies in the town. Yeah, and to my knowledge, Daryl still hasn't told him, told any of them about the motorcycle group or the group that stole his motorcycle in the woods. Oh yeah, yeah. And those were all Negan's people. Uh, right. I think I think I think we'll be seeing. Uh, you think we'll be seeing Daryl's crossbow backs pretty soon? I bet we will see it. I, I bet so. we will. He'll get it back. Yeah, it's oh, with Negan's people. Incidentally, I found out some information that was pretty interesting. So one of my friends has done set design on The Walking Dead. Yes. And you know the story about the um, 
the vehicle, the white vehicle that pulls up behind Negan's men that are on the motorcycles. That was totally an accident by the set crew because the set crew drives around white vehicles to go back and forth to bring actors back and forth to the parking lots or wherever they need to go. And that was one of those vehicles. And the, they didn't realize that they were filming or didn't realize they were in the shot, basically. And somebody on the, in the editing room didn't catch it either. So it has mm. nothing to do with Negan. It was all in it. I just, I just don't understand how they would make that mistake. I don't either. Like during that, because that, that, if, if you're not familiar with it, to the, whoever's listening, um, it's right when the uh, RPG blows up all of Negan's men when, that are on the motorcycles. Mm-hmm. You're looking down the road, and the road's going yeah, off in the distance. But that's that's all special effects right there when the bomb right. goes off, and there's video editing all of that. How would they not catch that vehicle in the background? Well, probably whoever was editing it thought that it was supposed to be there. Yeah, possibly mm-hmm. um, that it was part of the shot, and then somebody, I'm sure, you know, later on said, "Oh crap, that wasn't supposed mm-hmm. to be in there." <laughs> yeah. But we've done all the special effects around it. We got to leave. Now the it. internet's blowing or up about it. We leave it in there and. Screw them, screw people up about it. Oh. Play with you know, it could have been a mistake that they decided to leave in there because mm-hmm. of that. Who knows? Like, oh, maybe there's more Negan's men in the background. Yep. Like, you know, it could be totally intentional and intentionally misleading. Actually, it would have been pretty cool if there was someone in the background that took off when they blew them up. That would have been cool, yeah. yeah. Instead of just arriving. Right. Yeah. That would have been more convincing. But yeah, just an interesting little tidbit. Fun fact from Kim. <laughs> yes. So yes. Did, we didn't talk about the, uh, what was the other guy? Oh, Evan or whatever Ethan? his name was. The guy with the big, the guy with the big beard. Yes, Man Mountain. Ethan. Yeah. What did I say his, his name was? Uh, Man Bun. Oh, I heard that. Man yeah, Bun. Man Bun. <laughs> <laughs> now that was a real beard. Jesus's beard yes. was fake. How is this, it that, that every, was a real beard? Every time Rick gets introduced to a new community, he's covered in blood within minutes. Well, he, <laughs> I, I think he's got a blood fetish. To tell you the truth, he doesn't seem to be in his element. Yeah, he's, he doesn't seem to be in his element unless he's got blood all over him and no, dirty. He stabbed that guy in the jugular, and he's just laying there, and it's just like the guy's draining out on him, and he doesn't look like he's moving. He's just like, all no, right, drinking it up. But the best line is when he got up and everybody's staring at him. And he's like, "What?" <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that was awesome. Uh, and then the chick comes up and pops him. I thought that was great too. <laughs> yes, and Michonne knocked her down. Michonne was defending her man. <laughs> that was that was a messed up scene. Yeah, well, you know what? I you know what though? I'll tell you this: the other two that were with him obviously knew that this was coming, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. They didn't seem to be, I, it's just, you know, that whole thing tells me that Greg really doesn't mean anything to these people, you know? Oh, because he got stabbed and they were just like, oh, okay. Yeah, well, they knew it was coming on, on, so let's just stab Greg, you know? Well, because they, even Jesus um, said, let me apologize. In advance. Yeah, Yeah, when, when. uh, When Maggie went to talk to him. Yeah, Maggie went to go talk to him. Well, I, I think that's all because. Gregory's not a very effective leader. He hides in that house. They don't have mm-hmm. any protection of any sort. I mean, they're good at growing food. Well, he's obviously 
clueless to that fact too. Yeah. I mean, he thinks he's he's just he's a pompous the, ass. The builder and leader of the community, and yeah. he's the thing that keeps it going. That's why Jesus is rolling his eyes, and that's why I th- I don't think anybody was was like going out of their mind when he got stabbed. Yeah, and he also gave in very quickly to Negan's demands of giving over half of their supplies, mm-hmm. which I'm sure pissed off a lot of people. Yep. yep. Because half of your supplies, that's like, how do you quantify that? In reality, when you have crops in the ground and mm-hmm. are women part of their supplies, you know, like. Well, they sure seem to also be making a bigger deal out of this one guy that's kidnapped compared to the other two that were obviously killed already. Yeah. Because there was two that they didn't come back with. Well, apparently he cooks really well. <laughs> yes, that's true. Well, yeah, didn't, was it Rick that was convincing that other guy, okay, you're coming with us because you, you know Negan's mm-hmm. compound? Yeah. Yeah. And uh-huh. the guy was kind of like, eh, yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is well, he was like, still, he was still, you could, when he first, when he and Rick first run into each other for that conversation, that guy's kind of like, what do you want? You know? Yeah. He's, he's, he's got, uh, you know, he's still pissed at Rick. Mm-hmm. And don't be surprised if maybe he tries something on Rick at some point. Hmm. Well, that's what I was, I was going to say. Yeah, I wouldn't trust that guy at all. Because mm-hmm. he, he was, he was mad about um, uh, what's Ethan Ethan popped. being killed. Yeah. Yeah, he was really mad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I did like the way that Maggie was pissed. Maggie dealt with Gregory. Mm-hmm. She was. She's definitely. She's coming into her own as a leader, and she's she's learned those communication skills from um, Deanna, I think, and the way to mm-hmm. deal with people. Like, well, I think she learned the way to deal with people from her dad, but the way she did deal with Gregory. You know, she she deflected his his advances and his flirting with her, but then when it came right. down to it, she really used her female assets when she leaned uh-huh. into his bed and kind of got a little bit closer to him to negotiate and demand stuff. Well, that was very intimidating. It was what she was doing. Exactly. I mean, she was putting pressure on him. She was uh, she was channeling her dad and um, Deanna. Yeah. You know, having you know, her dad would have been the careful but considerate while Deanna would have brought out the tough side. Right, right. And he was in a very vulnerable position. Mm-hmm. But my favorite line was, how, what do you say, how have your people dealt with people like Neg- Negan before? And she's like, they're dead. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes. yes, well played. Well played. It's very matter of fact. Yep, yep. Now she, she, she uh, in the end, played him like a flute. And I wonder, I wonder what's going to happen with their relationship. Like, she she seems to be coming the leader that Alexandria needs. I don't think Greg's going to be a big product in this show. I, I think he's going to his part's probably going to go out pretty fast. Well, that's kind of what I'm saying. Yeah, like I wonder if she's going to take over the hilltop. I think Jesus is. Jesus is going to re- you know get frustrated with Greg because Greg's going to be blowing yeah. it. Jesus is just finally going to be like, that's it. That's it, man. You're done. You're out of here. Yeah. Take You and your painting, get the hell out of here. Yep. <laughs> yeah. yep. Can I also just bring up another sticking point? The whole sonogram thing? No. No, you can't. No, no. But thanks for asking. <laughs> yes. 
Appreciate the courtesy. <laughs> but are we really supposed to be able to believe that this doctor brought this sonogram machine with him? He's a pediatrician. I gotta ask I how know. they're running it. I know. But they did say, yeah, I, he may have. The reason I was going to say is Jesus did say, you know, when he was talking about the house and how they converted rooms to living spaces and so forth, mm-hmm. he did say, well, we've got babies coming. Yeah, I know, but. So there's evidently more pregnant women in there. Yeah, but you don't necessarily need a sonogram. Well, but they may have they may have had an opportunity to get one. It's just crazy to me that they actually have one. Okay. Before we end, do you guys have any other thoughts about the episode? No, it was a, it was a good episode. It um, kind of wraps the things up. Oh, yeah, you know what I would like to know? I would like to know from you two, knots untie. What does that mean? Where's the relevance to the title of our episode? I kind of said already about the whole Abraham thing. Other than that, I'm not really sure. You got nothing? That's it? Well, I don't know. What do you think? <laughs> wow. You guys, guys made it out like there was some big mystery here or something. Uh-huh. I, my original thought was that the obvious thing to go would be Jesus getting free. Untying his, you know, untying himself. Because he untied himself in the episode uh-huh. previously, too. Right. And so he's he gets an escape out, artist. Yeah, he gets out again and he goes around and he looks at their camp and stuff like that. So I thought that was the obvious thing, but then... Oh, the other the other thing I was thinking was um, kind of they're getting the blindfold taken off mm. and seeing this whole other world that that um, you know they didn't know existed. You know, it's mm-hmm. where Jesus is saying, you know, your world's about to get much larger. They're seeing that there are other communities that are trading. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, it's not uh, it's not um, the governor and his walled place, and just right. happening upon like the prison. Or happening upon this next thing. That's very good There's point. like an organized society that's going on that they had not, no idea about. And so it's like they're completely opening their eyes. Or, like I said, having the blindfold taken off. So, mm-hmm. And Jesus did insinuate that, that there's even more communities, right? Yeah. yeah. Not just Negan's community, but others. Yeah. Well, it was like, you have no idea. Mm-hmm. Like, there's so it's much, much more bigger than there. you think. And you could tell that that Gregory guy, when he started um, his first discussion with Maggie, uh, he was, like, ready for, he was defensive, mm-hmm. let's say. He was ready for, let's let's talk, you know, what, what do you have to trade and, uh, you know, what can you, or what can we offer you? You know, he was already kind of trying to get on the offensive on, on oh, yeah. getting the, the good stuff that. for his community. Mm-hmm. So it was like he had already been dealing with a lot of other leaders from other communities. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. He felt so, he had the upper hand. He was exactly. a good negotiator. Yeah, exactly. And Jesus kind of came in and, and had already filled him in on what they didn't have. You know, they had nothing. But right. they had a lot of fighters. So. Yeah. Absolutely. Good point, Stuart. Absolutely. I don't know how it, I don't think it ties at all into the last episodes, The Next World. But I guess, well, it is the next world. It is. This is the new stuff. Mm-hmm. They killed off that whole family that Rick was um, playing <laughs> daddy family. to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And now Rick doesn't care. And now he's hooking up with Michonne. Mm-hmm. And now Carl's gonna... got one eye, but he's all happy about it. 
Yeah, and now you know Rick's. You know he's he's got the love of his life, and he's ready to go kill a bunch of people he has no idea about. So, See, yeah, it's good stuff. So I have one more point I'll bring up, um, and that's Denise, Doctor Denise. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. I am really starting to love this character more and more because I think that her humor complements Eugene very nicely, and the comment, but the the. Back and forth between her and um, Daryl at the very beginning of the episode when they're talking about the homemade oat cakes that she made for him. <laughs> yeah. Hilarious. I sure hope it tastes better than it looks. <laughs> yeah. She, he, what, what else am I going to get out there? Well, you, better than getting rabies or something like that? Is what no, she she's, said? Yeah, yeah, better than getting rabies. Yeah. Um, that was awesome. So I love her. And I think that she and Eugene are are totally playing up the nerd thing but i wish they wouldn't make it so make them so nerdy because you can be a geek without right you know acting like that and um without being overly nerdy so anyways i just love her i was excited to see her again yeah i think she's a welcome addition to the community yeah. well and what, do, what do you think about the reactions of the other alexandrians when rick goes back and tells them what they're gonna do you mean in the church yeah when he's discussing, okay, this is what's happening. Well, there was a there was a lot of uh, there was a lot of looks like, hmm. I mm-hmm. know. I, I mean, Morgan obviously was unhappy about it, right? I didn't, you know, a lot of them were just kind of stunned or or sitting there going, oh, Jesus. Carol didn't even look happy about it. I think they're all still <laughs> oh, kind Jesus. of just <laughs> <laughs> that guy. I what's think he they're all just still. Sh- in shock from all the previous crap they've been through. They've been through mm-hmm. a lot. And to have so. Rick come back and tell them about this threat that really is not even a threat to them at this point. And now he's yep. telling them to go and fight these people. Like well, at on. this point, at this point, why do they even have to do anything? Is what I was thinking. They just got half of the rations from all those people and they right. don't have to go fight for them. Well, they told them they would. Yeah. But you know the one thing that I didn't get a sense of until later on when they started negotiating with uh, with the hilltop folk is that um, I didn't seem like they seemed very desperate about their food. Mm-hmm. Alexandria. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. Exactly. Like I mean, they, they make they it out as being it. this really desperate situation, but no. When Rick and and um, Daryl go out in the first place, it's like they're just going out to have fun. I mean, obviously right. they want to go find stuff, but it wasn't like. That's oh my right. god, my baby's dying because we don't have any formula or anything like that. Right. Yeah. It was like right. they just wanted to go out and yeah, ride around. Yep. Yep. But I think the whole point is run that away from Roscoe Pico train. They're trying to right. they're trying to have a sustainable community. And in order mm-hmm. to do that, they need to grow crops. And that's not happening right now because you saw how muddy the ground was where Maggie was putting mm-hmm. up the trellis. Oh. And she was saying that nothing was nothing was sprouting. Right, and so I think that's yeah. what their main concern is not not maybe not so much the food that they have at the moment, but the food they have in the future. I thought they were talking about the baby sprouting. No. Mm-hmm. Well, you. No, were I wrong. think she was worried because she hasn't seen anything or or anything. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I guess it wasn't just it wasn't driven home. Well, that's enough. why the sonogram was so important <laughs> later on. Exactly, because that sonogram is bringing hope to everybody. And even Daryl, he looks so cute holding that picture. And Michonne, that look on her face was like, oh, maybe this could be 
the next thing for me and Rick. At first, I thought Daryl looked at the picture and was like, stupid baby. <laughs> little ass <laughs> kicker. Another freaking did. little ass kicker. I didn't like see, if, like, any emotion, to be honest. Man, I thought for sure when they when they entered that the, the house, Greg's place, finally we were going to get Daryl cleaned up. I know. No, no. When, after he told him to get cleaned up, it was like, I couldn't tell if he had just taken a shower and was just kind of sweaty. No. Or if he was just stanky sweaty. Well, I don't know what they were supposed sweaty. to be doing. They're like, were they supposed to be like going to get a bath? Or you want them to go wash their hands? He did have new clothes <laughs> okay. on. Like. <laughs> did he? It looked like got, it, yeah. Got some hand and sanitizer. Yeah, Maggie like, had her same old everybody stuff. Everybody go get cleaned up. Time for dinner. <laughs> Idiot. All right. All right, are we ready to break? We are. Okay, we'll be back. Stay tuned. Welcome back, everybody. Kim, do you got some news items for us to listen to? I do, I do. Um, the first one is about the Oscars last night. The Oscars had the lowest ratings in eight years, and a lot of that was due to The Walking Dead. <laughs> was it? Uh, that's awesome. Really? <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> it wasn't yep. Chris Rock? No. You know, Apparently, I was looking... like, the highlight of the night was his opening, but I didn't see it. No. I was looking at the, the Twitter feed, and I kept seeing all this Oscar stuff pop up, and I was like, are people actually watching the Oscars right now when The Walking Dead's on? Yeah, that's insane. Well, from what I was seeing on Facebook, a lot of people were going back and forth. But yeah. according to the ratings, the Oscars had 420,000 viewers, so that put them number one for last night. And then mm-hmm. I guess the Oscars had three pre-shows. Like, what's I don't know what the pre-show is. Was that just watching cool. people walk down the red carpet or something? Probably, yes. Silly. I would think so. Okay. Anyway, so those ranked two, three, and four. And then The Walking Dead came in in fifth place with 208,000 viewers. Hmm. But in the category of 18 to 49-year-olds, they were most definitely torn between the Oscars and the Walking Dead because the Oscars pulled in 135 viewers while the Walking Dead pulled in 128,000. Nice. Nice. And the talking And that's where the money is. Yes, exactly. And the Talking Dead came in 6th place. Really? <laughs> that's funny. Yep. Hmm. Yep. I just, I don't get those award shows. And that that either. was uh Kim. God, are you wearing that collar again? Shaking around. What? Oh, that's the dog. <laughs> <laughs> boy i've never I, I tell you what man you talk about people that love to award themselves yes oh my god i can't stand any of that crap i know they get off on it look at me look at me i love me see me yes mm, yes bow <laughs> love me i'm beautiful um also in a recent article with the guardian which is a uk paper uh, they interviewed nicotero greg nicotero and he said, when it comes to the zombies, there was one line that he would never cross when it came to creating zombies, and that would be nudes. He would have child zombies, he would kill a child, but he would never have a nude zombie. Wow. Yeah. 
What do we what do we read into that? Well, he said it was all about the um uh what what's it called when they ding you you know when they ding the television shows for oh you're talking about uh right for breaking the rules yes 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 the yes Stuart, what's the term <laughs> you got me man Nobody knows. when they ding you <laughs> all i know is i don't want to be dinged by anybody yes <laughs> Especially a nude zombie. Yes. I know what you're saying, though. With you, it's a ratings thing. Yes, exactly. Right. right. Is it a ratings thing? Are you talking about like they actually have to pay a fine if they like showed something like cussing? Right. Yeah, it's just like the cussing thing. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Dollar. They don't want you to in the swear jar. (laughs) They don't want you to play blue. Five dollars in the nude jar. Yep. All right. All right. That's a and then our last rule. bit of news is that Robert Kirkman has yet another TV show coming out. Um, but this one is going to be a Korean drama. It's called Five Year. And it's a show that he's been wanting to put out for a really long time. It's about a family living under the threat of a deadly meteor headed towards Earth. That sounds familiar. And it will debut on Korean broadcast television before streaming worldwide on global K-drama fan site Viki. What the hell? And each year, or each season of the show, is going to span one year, and there will be five seasons. Hence the name, Five Year. Okay. (laughs) And they're set to start filming this year. You might have to read that again. Um, So it's a Korean drama. Yeah. yeah. So I tell okay. you what, when it comes out, you watch it. Okay. And you tell me if it's any good. And if it is, then I'll watch it. I don't know Korean. I'm going to have my boss watch it. I have it. a lot of faith in your Korean. <laughs> There's We have a lot of neighbors that could probably watch it. That's true. We have yeah. a huge yeah. uh, Korean little, contingent little Korea. near us. And your yes. boss, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's all for the news. Fantastic. All right. That was a good one. Uh-huh. That was yeah. that last one was shocking though. Yep. I've heard the Korean dramas though, they're popular. They uh, are. They're earth shattering. Very even like their movies, it should be pretty good and scary. Wonder if they'll have any nude Korean zombies. Mm. I'm very um, confused about a middle aged white guy that's uh-huh. into zombies and stuff going going the Korean drama route, but okay. Yep. Yeah. I you know, that's definitely taking it outside the wheelhouse. Yep. Yeah, that's okay, man. He wants to be different. That's good. Yeah. All right. Well, next week on The Walking Dead, we'll be looking at Season 6, Episode 12, Not Tomorrow Yet. Rick and the group come face-to-face against the Saviors while trying to rescue a resident of the hilltop. It's directed by Greg Nicotero, and uh, we do not know who the writers were, but we are going to guess that they're pretty good. Mm. (laughs) So what do you think that sounds like? Well, if Nicotero is involved, I'm guessing there's going to be a lot of zombies. For sure. I don't mm-hmm. know. Did I didn't even see the preview. Did you see the preview? Yeah. Did they show uh-huh. lots of zombies? Uh, no. Oh, okay. Not what I saw. Do you think we'll see well, naked? Okay. I don't know. I don't think so. They may, mm-hmm. they may be holding that one one more. Because it sounds like, from what I saw on the preview images, it looks like it's more about them getting there. Mm-hmm. You know, the trip to Negan's compound. Yeah. Maybe I think they're going to run into some of Negan's people, but I don't know if they're actually going to get all the way to Negan yet. I think they're yeah, just going to get a yeah, taste of Negan. 
Yep. Of his and he's not very tasty. No, he's no. very sour. Mm. Oh, that's right. At the, the in the very end, I, I did see a piece of the preview. That was when they're just kind of walking around with flashlights in that one area. Maybe not flashlights, but it's right. a dimly lit uh, place uh-huh. building they're in. Right. Um, but yeah, I don't think they're gonna. I don't think they're gonna see Negan for a couple episodes. They're gonna drag that out. Even though I, I'm, I have to admit, I'm kind of surprised that um, they're already heading into a confrontation with Negan. I thought they might drag that out even further. Yes, with some more stuff with the Hilltop people. I agree, um, but they'll probably go back. You're probably going to go back and see the Hilltop people, I would think, before any of this happens. Mm-hmm. I don't know, because how well, many episodes? How many episodes do we have left in the season? Even though we're only in the what the second episode to return, sixteen total. Okay. So next is twice. So yeah, we got four more. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Five. So yeah, they could drag. They dragged Glenn's death out for four episodes, didn't they? Yeah. Yes. They could drag the whole thing out for another year. Yes, they could. Maybe they're getting smart though, and they're a little leery of dragging things out because they were definitely getting it for the Glenn mm-hmm. thing. I don't know. There was stuff in the news about um, how they filmed a couple alternate endings. To the whole Negan, yes, really expose. Yeah, I saw really? I saw an article where yeah, somebody was saying that they because they you know, even if stuff leaked, they didn't want people to think that they had the right answer to what that ending was. Yeah, so my friend that I was telling you about earlier that works that has worked on The Walking Dead, he's not currently working there, but um, did he get fired? No, he oh. just moved on to another show. He does set design, oh. but um, or set dressing. I want to know why he got fired. But he was telling me that only a select few people were there when they did the filming for the Negan scene. And that, yeah, I don't think this is spoilery. Yeah, this is fine. Um, so there were two different <laughs> shots. Mm-hmm. And that if you spoil even... anything, Kim, I'm going to cut it out. <laughs> That's fine. With no, a fork. This doesn't yeah, spoil right. anything, actually. <laughs> I don't know spoon. who it is. Anyways, let's listen. So they filmed one scene where... Negan attacks the camera. Mm-hmm. And so the people that are filming don't even know who is being attacked. And then they had another scene where they shot with the actual person that's being attacked. And there was like a cameraman and the director. And that's it. So it's not a big scene. With that, lots of people. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. okay. It's a very the person being scene. attacked, his name rhymes with Meryl. <laughs> No, I'm kidding. Don't I don't know, know anything. That. We don't, <laughs> don't know, know that. We have no idea. We honestly do not know that. Or I thought it, it rhymes with, with Ben. Or maybe it was Megary. Me- oh, yeah, Megary. Now that would be a good one. Glick. Glick. Nice. <laughs> Very nice. Okay. Yeah, okay. Well. Yeah, I, I really didn't know anything. I was just throwing that out there. Yes. Oh, so I guess it's time to wrap it up. It is, if no one else has anything to say. So, once again, thank you everyone for joining us. We have had a great time. You can find us on Twitter, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and of course iTunes. 
And you can subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen. And please do not forget to rate us. You can also find us on Facebook and on the web at www.fearmepodcast.com. And if you want to get in touch with us or send us your thoughts on our episodes or the Walk Dead episodes, you can email us at fearmepodcast at gmail.com. So we'll be back next week to recap episode 12 of The Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. And not tomorrow yet. Right. So thanks for listening, everyone. Bye. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. So I looked into your eyes and I saw the reflection of a coward that you and I both hate very much. And then I grabbed the knife and I left the blood out of your throat and I smashed the Talked about animal teeth today and made Play-Doh. <laughs> <laughs> it was very fun. Made Play-Doh. Okay. <laughs> Bird feeder Play-Doh.